0: Sky Sports Radio combined with Harness Racing New South Wales brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Welcome into On the Pace on this Wednesday. It's brilliant to have your company. So, for the next 10 to 15 minutes, we're going to bring you up to speed with all that's happening in the world of harness racing, particularly centered around New South Wales and particularly around tonight's Bathurst meeting, where we have nine races to look forward to. The first getting underway at 6.03. We have the New South Wales Breeders Challenge Western Region Finals for the two and three year olds to be staged as well. Each of those four features of 30. So that will be our focus. But to bring you up to date with what's happened in the last 24 hours around the grounds, of course, we raced at Menangle yesterday. And there were uh, quite a few participants who were able to have good days at the office. Brian Portelli took home a training double. Lucas Rando with his first menangle driving double. And then a few of our young guns, Will Rickson and Josh Gallagher, both bringing home uh, a pair of winners each as well. We know Will ticking up over a a real milestone uh, during the week. He's having a breakout season himself, 500 winners in the cart. And now uh, he's into second placing on the State Drivers' Premiership. Three clear of Josh Gallagher. And, of course, they're all chasing down Cam Hart, who's already ticked over 200 winners for the season. So... Uh, It's certainly uh, been a successful few days for our young driving brigade. Speaking of Cam Hart, he was able to salute last night at Albion Park in the lone New South Wales victory when it came to the Inter-Dominion heats last night with Narano proving successful for Jason Grimson. He upset better Eclipse winning heat six of the pacing series over the 2,138 metres sat 1-1 and was able to uh, sprint home in a scintillating last quarter. So he's booked his spot through to the grand final now with a first and a second throughout the series. The other heat victors speak the truth who we got to see contest the Tabureka when fifth a few months ago. He was able to win uh, the first heat last night for the Pacers. Pete said so chasing him home. Swayze's winning run coming to an end from a tricky inside second row draw but uh, he certainly would have lost no admirers in that 151-9, and nine, near enough to track record performance over the 2100 metres. And the winning run of Leap to Fame continued. He made it back-to-back heat successes. A narrow victory in the end, only a head margin over Spirit of St. Louis, who was able to bank some all-important points. And Our Money Rocks running a really bold race back in 3rd. Uh, He certainly is putting his name in contention for a grand final berth. And in the trotting division, Olavici was able to get the job done, setting a new track record of 156-2, nosing out Queen Elida. She was far better on night two of the series and just believe was quite phenomenal in his victory remaining unbeaten in this Inter-Dominion series so far, defeating a game Plymouth Chubb and a little margin back to Mufasa Metro back in third. So uh, fields for Saturday night's third and final rounds... Of Inter Dominion heats have been released, as have the markets. There'll be races one, three, four, five, and six on Saturday evening at Albion Park over the grand final distance of 2,680 metres. So you can start crunching the numbers and doing the form already for Saturday night, where there will be certainly one eye on the racetrack, but one eye on that points table as well ahead of next Saturday evening's Inter Dominion grand final. And news released this morning as well. But it's going to be an earlier time slot for the Inter Dominion race card. The first getting underway just after four o'clock local time, six thirty Queensland time. The pacing grand final will be staged so seven thirty uh, Eastern Daylight Savings time. So it's going to be a big day in racing. Damien Oliver's farewell that afternoon. The Phoenix for the Greyhound Code as well to be staged. So. Next Saturday, clear your calendar. It's going to be uh, some sort of race day across all three codes. Just firstly, before we... uh Touch base with our guests this morning. I just wanted to bring you up to speed with the Inter Dominion Pacing and Trotting Final uh all in markets, which of course you can grab on your tab app. In the trotting final, just believe now a clear and undisputed favorite at a dollar and fifty cents. Queen Elida Plymouth Chubb six dollars, Olavici who's also gone unbeaten through the trotting series thus far at six dollars and fifty cents. And in the pacing final, it's still all about leaped fame at a dollar eighty five. You can grab four dollars about Swayze now. $8 dollars for better eclipse. The big shortener has been Nerano. He's now into $10. So all of those markets available, as well as the Heats on Saturday night with Tab as we speak. We raced at Menangle yesterday, but we also raced at Young last night. There were certainly a few hurdles to overcome as the night progressed. But our guest from the pace this morning was successful on that card of racing. That being James Locke. He steered home better be right in race number seven and he's also got quite a keen book of drives tonight at Bathurst as well for that strong card of racing and he's been kind enough to find some time for us this morning to preview those drives. Good morning to you James, how are you? Morning Britt, good thanks, how are you? Very well, thank you. That must have been a nice surprise last night, better be right. She went around it. Big odds. Uh, you jumped aboard, and she just seemed to relish being out in front and, uh, I guess, comfortable around that tighter-turning young circuit. Uh, she went well.
1: Yeah, she did go well. Certainly didn't think she was one of my better chances going into the card. And um, Jason Gaffney gave me good confidence before I got on, and she was able to find the top and get a comfortable second quarter and was too good in the end.
0: That was career win 109, recently ticking over triple figures, and you are having quite an amazing season. 71 wins on the board already. You've done plenty of miles to achieve those numbers, but you must be thrilled. They are some some big numbers starting to rack up now.
1: Yeah, it is very thrilling and getting a lot of opportunities, and as you said, doing a lot of miles, but it seems to be worth it at the moment.
0: Yeah, certainly, no doubt about that. And I'm sure that you'll be looking to add to that tally this evening. Let's preview your drives tonight at Bathurst. You kick off in race number two with Corinna Rocco. Midfield last time out by numbers, but not beaten all that far from a three-fence position. He's a consistent horse. He hasn't won for a little while, but can tonight be the night that he gets close?
1: I hope it can be tonight. he's knocking on the door. He's held up a bit last week and... He's, as you say, he's very consistent and if he gets a bit of luck I think he'll be thereabouts again and he's got a pretty kind draw tonight so I couldn't say why he wouldn't be in the finish.
0: Can you make your own luck from that barrier draw this evening? You've got gate number three. He's probably not noted as a go-forward type generally, but what's your assessment of how things will play out early? He hasn't got
1: a lot of speed early. Um, there's a little bit of speed inside him. I think the aim would just to be getting... To get in the running line and and be as handy as we can and hopefully we get a bit of luck from there
0: all right, that's in race number two. Corinna Rocco knocking on the door to win a race, and certainly looks well placed this evening with your claim. We move across to race number four, the second of the New South Wales Breeders' Challenge Western Region Finals. This for the three-year-old colts and geldings. Royal Legs had only lightly raced, and you pick up the drive this evening. So your first year aboard this horse under race conditions. So I guess you'll know a lot more after this evening. But whenever you pull on uh, Trevor White's colours, I'm sure that. You're filled with a little bit of confidence. He goes in as a roughie but uh, he certainly looks to be a progressive type.
1: Yeah, he does look to be progressive, and as you said, it's my first drive on him tonight, so don't know a lot about him. And sure, Trev will fill me in with what he does tonight, and hopefully he can be getting home good. There's a little bit of speed to his inside, so I don't know what the plan will be early, but yeah, as you said, he looks a progressive type, and yeah, hopefully he can go good.
0: All right, that's in race number four. We move across to race number six. And what can you tell us about Cool and Collect? You're aboard here for Peter Burks, as you have been for this Gilding's five career starts, and his record reads very smartly. You must be excited about this guy.
1: Yeah, I am pretty excited to get on in tonight. He's he's, um, come on from his spell really well, and his first up run was really good, and he hit the line really good off a bit of pace and hopefully we can get a nice sit-up place to Royal Cru- Cruise of the night and yeah, I don't think he'll be disappointing tonight. I, I really like him actually.
0: You mentioned that he was first up in the heat from a bit of a fresh and he sat midfield and they got home in 28-1 leader to winner, and he was able to peg them back so he's clearly got good high speed. You've already mentioned Royal Cruiser, who's in fantastic form and is drawn to your inside. He seems to have a bit of gate speed, this guy. Can you use it to, uh, I guess, get prominent?
1: Yeah, I think we can use it and be prominent tonight. And yeah, he follows speed really well, as he did last start, and he run a really good last half in the wet around Wagga last week. So I think he can be in the finish tonight.
0: Okay, that's race number six, Cool and collect a Horse on the way up. And also looking a really good chance in race number seven is Heaven's Bad Girl, another two-year-old, this time for Norm Jerrick. She's had the 10 starts, but things seem to have clicked at her last couple. They've been narrow margins, but she's clearly wanted to get the job done.
1: Yes, she yeah, has. She tries really hard and she's got good gate speed and she's got good high speed. So Normie's done a really good job of her. And I think racing the better horses has brought her on a bit through the Breeders Challenge series, and, yeah, she's really progressing nicely.
0: You mentioned her gait speed. I'm sure you would have liked a a better barrier draw than what she's been dealt. She'll wear the seven saddlecloth, but we will come into five with a few scratchings. Do you have to let her roll off the armour and see where you can lob?
1: Yeah, I think we've got to be positive early, especially with a couple of scratchings. We're coming a bit closer now and just try and be as close as we can without doing too much work early. I think that'll be the plan. I haven't spoke to Norm yet, but I'm hoping that'll be the plan.
0: Okay, that's in race number seven. Platinum Jewel is the favourite, but Heaven's Bad Girl can't have done any more than she has in recent times with back-to-back victories. And uh, despite that sticky gate, she's certainly not out of things. They all look really solid chances tonight at Bathurst. James, is there one that you think uh, is a better chance than the others? Is there one that you go into the races with a little more confidence surrounding? I guess it's hard because they're quite strong races this evening, but all in all, they all look quite solid chances.
1: Yeah, they do. I think Junior Rocco is probably my best chance just from the draw, um, followed by Heaven's Bad Girl. If she gets a bit of luck, I think she can be very strong in that. And Evan can run a nice race
0: too, I think. Yeah, they all look really top chances just with that fraction of luck from a, a few potentially tricky barrier draws. But race two, number three, Carina Rocco. And as we move across to race seven, number seven, nice and easy to remember, Heaven's Bad Girl. Whilst we have you, we might as well have a quick preview of Friday as well, where you've got uh, quite a few drives on that Wagga card of racing. I'm sure you haven't had a deep dive into the form, but you can probably bring us up to a speed on a few of these. You You drive Village Area, in race number four on that card. You have driven this guy in the past. He's pretty consistent when things uh, play out for him. You've got a second row draw there on Friday in an up to 47 race where he should be more than competitive.
1: Yeah, that's right. He should be more, more than competitive and he's got really good speed. So 10's probably not a bad draw for him. If you well, can that's... be happy see him getting home pretty well in that.
0: Yeah, race four, village area, so he could be uh, coming into contention late. Blackard, I thought this guy's performance last time out was quite solid. He was a bit of an eye-catcher.
1: Yeah, he was. He's come off a long break and he's getting fitted with every run. And I was really happy with him last run. He sort of got strung up in a bit of traffic and he hit the line really good. He's probably a bit unlucky he didn't run second.
0: What do you do from gate number five on Friday afternoon? He is a horse with some gate speed. You mentioned he's on return from a long break. Is he ready to be a little more positively driven now?
1: Yeah, I think he is ready to be a bit more positively positively driven. He's fifth up and there is a little bit of speed to his inside, but hopefully we can get him up in the first couple. And I think he looks a nice chance in that race.
0: You drive Dream to Dance in race number six. Looks as though it's your first drive aboard that mare and she's got a a pretty sticky barrier draw, tick and ten with race number seven, Tiger Lou here, who you've teamed up with at her last few starts. She's got good high speed this mare and she's come up with a positive enough barrier draw. You must think that she's not a bad hope in that sort of race.
1: Yeah, she's always tries really hard. And as you said, she's got good speed and, She's probably going a bit better than her numbers suggest. She just hasn't had a lot of luck. And, yeah, I think she can get the right trip. She'll be getting home for sure.
0: And finally, Dance Edition, race number eight for Neil Day, a horse that you know really well. You were aboard last time. out, wasn't too far away. So uh, she can't either be discounted. She's a really... Uh, I guess consistent type and she's also got that little bit of gate speed which I would assume you'll probably have to use at some point uh, early here on Friday from that sticky drawer of five
1: Yeah that's right, she's never far away from the money and I'd say that would be the plan to put her into the race and have her up there close and I couldn't see her being disappointing, she always runs a good race and isn't normally thereabouts
0: so five drives on Friday afternoon for five different trainers you're getting great support from a lot of people aren't you of course your three-point concession assists, but a lot of the time particularly tonight uh, that claim isn't being utilized so uh, it, it must fill you with a lot of pride and confidence in your own ability that it's not just you know one or two trainers that are supporting you it's it's really the the whole industry
1: yeah that's right it's getting a lot of support from a lot of different trainers which is good and it's good when you're not always just getting them with your three-point claim and that gives you a bit of confidence when they stick with you and yeah very grateful for all the opportunities I'm getting at the moment
0: in excess of 70 wins this season already. Have you started to look towards the new year? Do you have any goals for 2024 where you'd like to see yourself, whether it be more metropolitan drives or a number in your mind? What what does James Locke want to achieve in 2024 after such a great 2023?
1: I'd love to try and drive more metropolitan meetings, that's for sure. But um, my goal this year was 50 winners, so... Probably look to ramp it up to 80 or 90 next year and see how that goes. Obviously lost the five-point claim this year. Still got a three, but yeah, I think that'll be my goal next year
0: excellent stuff and it looks as though it's very achievable as well the current rate uh, that you're uh, ascending at really appreciate your time this morning james best of luck uh, tonight about this particular in those uh, particularly in those new south wales breeders challenge western region finals he hoping there's a feature winner months and thanks for your time
1: thanks Britt. thanks for having me on
0: James Locker, a young man who's doing a fantastic job, only 19 years of age, already in excess of 100 career victories, and it really has been a breakout season for him. 71 wins on the board, but uh, that's not uh, through fluke. He does many, many miles, travels all over New South Wales and into Victoria as well to uh, apply his trade, and he's starting to get very much noticed by a lot of very good judges as well as trainers and uh, connections and he's being utilised for many of the meetings around the state. He's a name that you're going to see a lot more of into the future. And he's got some nice drives tonight there at Bathurst that we can follow along with interest as part of that nine race card where the first gets underway at 6.03. There is a trialling session underway at Menangle as we speak with a few certainly horses of note. The Fast Class Trial went the way of South Coast Arden in 151 and 9 we haven't seen him since his midfield finish in the Lensmith Mile back uh, on Tab Eureka night but he's now had the two trials back and he looked really sharp there defeating Rock and Roll Hammer who is a, a three-year-old with a big future he was only a, a neck in arrears in second 151, twenty eight 28, 4, 26 and 3 so Uh, At this time of year, there's plenty of races on offer uh, for those types of horses, particularly South Coast Arden. You would expect maybe a Shirley Turnbull Memorial could be uh, in his, uh, I guess, near future. And then, of course, the Carnival of Miracles will be here before we know it. And I'm sure that that will be a... Uh, target for Rock and Roll Hammer and the Chariots of Fire. Another horse of interest who was beaten uh, in the trials, but is one that we can certainly follow with interest. His name is Nicholas Cage for Belinda McCarthy, a former Kiwi. He's only had the 18 starts, six of them victories. He certainly tried and tested it the highest of levels he raced in uh, the new slot race at cambridge the race by grins back in april against the very best of the best at only start number 13 or 14 he comes across here to australia very well assessed as a reigning 68 pacer so we'll watch with interest but he had his first uh public outing at menangle at the trials this morning on advice won the Uh, trot trial there for young Zara Fitzpatrick so those trial results in their entirety and the replays will be available shortly on the harness.org.au website we'll be back tomorrow morning we'll wrap up Bathurst and also look forward to Penrith tomorrow evening which will be our New South Wales card of racing